Welcome to the LARP News Podcast. You're probably noticing this isn't Dave or Ian speaking, it's Bungle. Hello. And I decided I'll give a go at doing an episode rather than just doing silly voices for the intro. Uh, I'm joined by two lovely people here to talk about the game that well, I know at least one of them was previously in until quite recent events. Uh, so we'll be discussing stuff about the Military Council. Um, so if you guys would like to introduce yourselves... Um, Sort of, and what your credentials to talk about the military council are, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm I'm Matty, and I previously played uh, the now dead, uh, much missed, mostly by me, uh, Larkin, who was previously one of the Navari generals. Um, I'm Izzy. I play Dolora, who is the current incumbent general of the Redwind Corsairs, and doing a fantastic job. Yay! And also misses Larkin very much. Oh, yeah. oh, we all miss Larkin a lot. No one more than me. <laughs> Just want to be <laughs> her again. No. Right. So, um, with well, with the military game, it's something I've, I've I've poked my head in the MC10 probably once or twice mm. in my entire time at Empire, um, and a lot of it seems to go over my head. I mean, I'll, I've happily sat in Senate sessions for hour plus. But MC just seems a bit too much. Uh, yeah, uh, well, last event I spent two hours in the sun um, on the Saturday doing yeah, tennis F. stuff. So that's not, it's fun ish. Um, but what, what exactly is the military council? What do you guys do? And uh, and how long do you guys end up sitting in there for? Oh. Oh, and we lost Maddie already. I'll wait till she comes back and then. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, e- oh e- e- sorry. I think my Discord just like closed itself. That was very strange. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you were just rage quitting the podcast. Yeah, already. I don't want to talk about the military council. Worst council. You great. There are a couple of responsibilities in military council. Um, uh, what what I'll do is I'll explain like our sort of event schedule if that helps. Um, yeah, that'd be perfect. So the very, very first thing some of us do is get elected. Second, <laughs> um, they, they normally happen around sort of 6.30 or 7. Uh, you can look on the wiki uh, to see which which positions are up for election at the next event. Um, but the first official meeting we have at 8pm on the Friday is the muster, um, at which the generals decide which major conjunction opportunities we'll be taking. Um, we decide those whilst considering sort of the skill level, uh, or at least not the skill level, but um, what we're all good at on the field. Um, mm-hmm. We decide who's going to fight where, uh, as well as bearing in mind how this is going to impact the wider military campaign, the sort of downtime army fluff that we're all engaged with. So that happens that uh, we have to submit our... our um, our decisions by 10 p.m. on the Friday, so the PD can then get all the information out, wrangle their monstering crew, blah 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 blah. And that also um, includes in which nations are going to go. Yes. So get that information out about whether people are monstering or fighting the next day. Um, so the next day, a bunch of us will be at the the debrief from the battle, um, and then after that is sort of our first official general wider strategy meeting about two i think it normally is um, i'm 
Mm, yeah. I'm the kind of general who goes on the field every every event and goes, what time is this again? Yeah. Because I have yeah. no sense of time or space. Yeah. We have a meeting today, yeah? yeah when? What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> every Saturday, it's just walking around being like, how long, how long do we have? When we, do need, we, we need minders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're an aspiring adjutant out there, the best thing you can yeah. do is figure out when the meetings are. <laughs> and then you can help us out immediately. Yeah. I say us, but yeah, I want to be back. Um, I'm sure you will be. Yeah. <laughs> So at 2 p.m. is our first uh, official meeting now. Um, generals can add things to the agenda for that meeting, but we will discuss um, various opportunities in the wider campaign. We'll elect certain positions. So last season we elected the fleet master. Mm. But I think, well, we initially elected the imperial warcaster. I'm not sure that we're going to do that again. I think that might have been changed. But there's a couple of positions that we elect. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we... We look at the scrying results, which are normally delivered to us on the Friday. Uh, we remember we consider what's happened in the winds of war, and we start to figure out where everyone's going to go. Um, start to figure out what rituals everyone's going to get um, on their armies. Start learning about any other information because there is always going to be information coming at you throughout the event. Yeah, that may change or influence a front. Of course, the big two are the results of the major conjunctions, but then there's outside influences such as a herald might visit and give you some interesting options. Yeah, there's um, always going on with the synod as well has quite a yes. major impact on what goes on in the military council. I think last time there were votes about, was it last time it might have been anyone when there was the vote about do we super super hate the druge for example Ooh, yeah. and i think this one was super super hate the jotun and those kind of decisions in the synod can actually go on and affect how we do in campaigns when we send armies different armies to different places like it can actually change the mechanics of how that works so it's quite important to keep like stay up to date with that sort of thing yeah yeah mm. so then wow. um on the on the Saturday evening, there's an unofficial meeting, um, and then on the Sunday after the battle, there is another meeting where we f make our final plans, submit our orders, submit the the written fluff around the orders, and then we get to sit fun. tight and find out at the same time as everyone else what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of meetings. They're waiting for the winds to come out. Yeah, so Oof. but in I guess in summary, uh, what we do in the military council is one decide where people are battling, two. Yeah. Do some electiony nonsense, and three ultimately decide where our armies are going to fight um, in the oncoming season. Yeah, and that's that oh. is the main like remit of a general in the military council. Mm -hmm. Sit, wow. sit on. So do you guys also <laughs> is the imperial garden? Is that also discussed by you guys, or is that uh, elsewhere? Decides who gets that. Uh, bit, of, bit of a spicy question, but yeah, <laughs> it's a complicated. Yeah, where's my money it's, going? It's a really good question. <laughs> it's a very good question. Uh, the, the money and like the finances around the garden comes a little bit from Senate budgets, and there are. I think there's a lot of levers in in active game at the moment that might go into sort of changing some of that system 
because it's kind of convoluted and it's not consistent and it's causing some issues. Uh, but that's actually the remit of the quartermaster. It's it's essentially entirely the imperial quartermaster's job is to sort out the guerdon. But there is influence given from us because it's kind of not like officially but unofficially become used as a signpost to military unit people the military unit resource to say this is where this is the army you should support in this season it's like yeah. a nice easy way to say okay go here if you don't have the option to tell people all in uptime so it's kind of been used yeah. for that it might still be used yeah. for that forever who knows but the actual way that they decide on the actual value of it is probably gonna could be changing might not Mm. can't say anything yeah. <laughs> really no, too much live game there i think <laughs> yeah lots of live game also i mean it's a it's a side of the game i imagine this is true for all of them but it moves fast and i'm only one season out and i did still spend quite a lot of time in the tent but there's mm. a lot to keep track of and you can get like out of current affairs very very quickly so i mean yeah. is probably you know all sorts of things that I've already missed just by not being around constantly in those. There's a lot of meetings. I think it's probably more meetings than most other groups because there's just yeah. so much to be talked about. And it, I think someone said this on one of the forums recently. It does feel when you're in it like one of the institutions of the empire that is the most focused on teamwork. Because if yeah. we don't all have a concrete plan together then it really starts, like, it goes wrong very quickly. Mm. So it's yeah. really important that we're on the same page. It's not like Senate where you can all kind of, like, have hash it out and then you vote whichever way and you see what happens. Or Synod where you put in a mandate and you see votes and see what happens. It's like, we all have to have a game plan together because we're all putting in orders. And, you know, it. some people can absolutely, like, in terms of, on an OC note, you can do whatever you want. There's no... Yeah no obligation to do anything with your army at all but from an icy perspective <laughs> the priority would be to try and come up with something that we all do together yeah oh awesome mm, it's really nice well, yeah the uh, so the, the, sorry no you yeah. um, <laughs> i mean the, the question does sometimes get asked like when we're right there on the sunday meeting um someone might ask the question is there anyone who's going to put a particular order in no matter what happens? Yeah. Um, because people have made the game decision in the past to do their own thing, um, mm -hmm. for, which I don't want to discuss the, the where and why of, or the results of. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the characters know that this could happen and we'd rather know mm -hmm. and be able to plan that someone is just going to go off and vigilante something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Rather than make a big game plan. Yeah. And, it's, uh, we're all role-playing still, and we all have character motivations for doing things, and ultimately it's not a real war. So you can kind of afford to make, like, a big dramatic decision because of your character and go and do something, and that's perfectly valid and makes for good game. So, yeah, military... Yeah, military council wouldn't be the game that it is if you know once or twice every season someone didn't have a bit of a, a strop. A, a, <laughs> yeah. a, a strop. Throw a bit of spice in. Yeah, <laughs> have a have an argument. We're, we're trying, I think, not to name names specifically, um, out of fondness mostly, 
but like yeah everyone loves a good strop it's good role playing you know yeah i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be fun if we all just got along no it's a very yeah it's that vibe of like you're all kind of a bit of certainly coming in quite fresh to all of it not having been an adjutant for a long time and all of that like i didn't know as many of the people but i really immediately got that sense of it feels a bit kind of like family dinner like we all kind of Mm. want the same thing and we all kind of like okay we're gonna get along in the end but we'll probably have a lot of arguments in the meantime about how to get there you know cousin unnamed character (laughs) is gonna maybe get a bit annoyed that we haven't gone to this place or that place you know but that's part of it and you the the whole fun and certainly the challenge that i enjoyed is working around that and still coming up with like a way to make it all work and you're you've got fingers in like a thousand pies because you're thinking about magic things and fortifications and you've got to talk to synod priests and you've got to talk to the warcaster and you've got to talk to the senate you've got to talk to this person who has unofficially amazingly like taken on the task of organizing the military units in particular nation or this person who's like oh we need to find out this one specific thing that will make the difference between deciding if we take this battle or that battle like there's so many bits and pieces around the field that have to filter in and quite a high in like very short amount of time that's certainly the energy that i really like but that's why i think it does appeal to people who enjoy that kind of challenge also because they enjoy working towards a success on that challenge but aren't afraid to you know muddy the waters a little bit for the sake of good game as well yeah well, most of my experiences with navarre generals and well they they were used to be a lot grumpier <laughs> <laughs> so. r.a peter brenos yeah. yeah yeah it's an institution uh gone and missed already oh yeah what a crazy oh. time navarre navarre's in a crazy place Brass Coast are in a quite a good place at the moment. They're full but, Yeah, when when you said earlier about how quick things can change, um, Navarre are exactly the prime example of this at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's your longest cool. serving general is one season behind me now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your longest serving living general. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <to be> <laughs> then you managed to lose yeah. two within a very <laughs> quick succession. I know. So, God. So yeah, Navarre as a nation are going through that fascinating period, um, which the Brass Coast went through sort of around the time of the Black Plateau, um, oh, really? uh, where not so much on the general side, but on the yeah. the, the battle command side, mm-hmm. um, we just lost so many people overall yeah yeah Um, it's such a nightmare when that happens because i mean we've been talking about how it feels a bit like a a post-britta event in an icy way like for navarre there's there's been such a loss of like leadership i mean the the senators are mostly fresh or certainly will all mostly be fresh i believe there's an expectation that some of the upcoming elections could be interesting um and and it's really nice and it's interesting to see who steps up in that vacuum. Mm, yeah. But also there's this feeling of like, but we're still alive. Like I'm I'm still alive. Player Matthew <laughs> is still alive. And I'm like, I could just jump into that. And I know there's quite a lot of other longtime players who are like, ah, oh, it feels weird to like just let it be, but you have to. And mm. 
it's fun. Okay. It, it gives room, you know. I wouldn't have got where I got without there being space to go into it. Yeah. So yeah. it feels good to let that be an opportunity for other people too, even if I want to get back into the military council. Yeah, it is, it is one of those situations where you have to, while being as icy as possible, you have to really bear in mind that when you're, you suddenly got a massive power vacuum. Mm-hmm. You're not just putting IC new characters into roles. You're also potentially putting OC people who've wanted to be in there, but are not now getting the opportunity to sort of like learn the ropes in the same way. Yeah. So you have to yeah. be really yeah. mindful of that OC skills that you're trying to help people build. Yeah, it's um, difficult. It seems like it is all a game, and it should be easy to just step in and say some words, and that's general. But there's a there's a lot of what feels like you're almost halfway to being an NPC at times because of the way that other people start to interact with you and yeah. there is an expectation of a certain knowledge level and a certain amount of stuff that you will do or be involved in in no way beyond what as you were saying at the beginning there is no actual requirement for any of those things it's more of an expectation and that actual it's more the pressure that can be a problem uh, if you don't know the game like I would never say to anyone just jump into the senate You'll you'll yeah. see how it goes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's such a it's such a, there's genuinely amount of real life stuff that it's useful to know and beyond just being useful to know, I think it's a good good to know what you're getting yourself into so that you could choose not to, you know? It's it's OC stressful. Yeah. These things are stressful if it's not a game that you enjoy. And yeah. no one wants to do a game that they don't enjoy so there's that's why i think there's also so many ways that you can get into them like being an adjutant or being a proxy or just hanging around the military council tent isn't quite as rigidly like guarded in the same way as the senate so there are so many more ways mm. you can see what it's like before making the decision to jump in or not jump in and uh i'm i mean they're major thing at the moment i think is you might agree with this is that there's been a lot of muddying the waters between a battlefield commander and a general um across a lot of nations um just across the field we've had that a lot in navarre uh which i'm certainly yeah. seeing it a lot in navarre it's something that i think is going to be clarified going forwards because a general is not necessarily a battlefield commander and no, you can't never, use never have been. No, exactly. But yeah. historically, for quite a while now, the mm. senior general, I will kill me for saying that, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway, uh, has yeah. also been the senior field commander. So they've been used kind of interchangeably. Yeah. And that yeah, we have another... a... Oh, no, I was just going to say on. that I have noticed people who've now been taking, who have been stepping up in the vacuum that was left at E2, for example, uh, who are, I can I can see it leading towards a confusion of, oh, I've taken on this battlefield role, therefore I should run for general, or, mm. oh, I'm yeah. interested in running for general, or I have run for general, therefore I should be in battlefield command. And mm. those two things can absolutely go together. There's a lot of people with crossover skills. It's totally yeah. true. That's why there's so many generals that do lead on the battlefield. But equally, it shouldn't have. Yeah, I um, a couple of couple of bits. Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear (laughs) your um, your microphone keeps going funny for me, and I think you've stopped talking, and then I try to talk. (laughs) Oh, it's probably because I'm all the way over here in Europe. 
You're all good, don't worry. Carry on, Izzy. Yeah. And now for more notes for you. Izzy. Are you in the Netherlands? <gasps> I am. Don't dox me on live on air. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. Yes, oh, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's a bit, It's not even remotely. As in the land yes, of my I'm... ancestors. <gasps> no way. Oh, I'll have to talk about that later. I did not realize. The more, I, the more I know. Yes, I travel over yeah, religiously. Well, it's great. It's worth it. I'll have to come and visit. Um, uh, I said, problem is if I go to the Netherlands, all the Dutch people start using Dutch to me because I have a Dutch surname, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I do not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one day one day when we have we, when oh, we're um, not yeah. supposed to be talking about military council things. <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're just here for a chat bung um That's you can right. just go yeah. so do you want to okay. i'll, I'll come back in about half an hour and... <laughs> yeah. do you want to do you want to finish the point you were making matty because i i spoke over you and on my end you didn't but just to reiterate, oh, okay. um, beyond all the fun chat about um, where we live, <laughs> basically, yeah, there are, it is a problem and it's something that needs to be addressed um, because even though a lot of people do cross over between the two, um, when I was a general, I happened to also end up in Battlefield. I actually was, went into the Battlefield Command structure of Navarre before being elected general and then got elected general as well, which I think doesn't help that kind of uh perspective that people have of like oh okay that yeah. leads to that it's just like yeah it did because uh, just of specifics for me it wasn't that's not the root in kind of thing and they are such different skills like they are but there are some crossover skills as well which is why i think a lot of people do both but yeah, yeah. we're trying to combat it i think you guys in in the brass coast are as well i'm assuming yeah. but you're all good amazing fighters too so Yes, so um, I so yeah, the Bra the Brass Coast has a similar problem where there is an almost a hundred percent overlap between the battlefield command and people involved in military council, and it is to the point where, if I'm being honest, I only ended up becoming a general because I also believed in that misconception. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I had to get involved in military council to be involved in battlefield command because. Mm -hmm. Our battlefield commanders were our two generals, um, Aracillus and Vrail. Yeah. And it was only when I was in the tent, like a season after, that someone was like, Oh, it's not the same. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm here now. And this is quite fun. <laughs> guess so <laughs> I guess I'll just carry on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have, we have been, um, to, uh, the, the lineup is myself, Aracillus, and Velasco now. And we do try, we do try and sort of make posts online and we try and be very emphatic about it in person that we do both uh, because we're ridiculous, um, not because it's part of our job. Um, yeah. So yeah. We, we've started now, we've got a few people who are interested in military council who come to military council. We have a whole new lineup of adjutants, they're fantastic, but only awesome. one of, only one of those people has done any kind of military command for the Brass Coast, mm -hmm. and they only stepped up because the person who normally leaves the Kohan went to be part of the command squad. So that was just a one-time mm. thing, really. The other two, one, one runs with a certain military group, and one is a runner. 
And then on the other hand, um, we have one former general who runs with us. Um, mm-hmm. We have the Kohan, who are an entirely separate thing, very military um, focus, very, very battle focused, or I should really say that, very battle focused um, by virtue of their whole brief. And yep. now we have some people that we're starting to bring in and to train who are interested in the battlefield command. They've not come up through the military council. We've sort of headhunted them and asked them if they would want to be um, involved, as well as just putting out the general invite, please come and talk to us if you would like to be involved. And that seems to be working in that while at the top, we're all kind of involved in everything. Um, yeah. We now sort of have these two separate but talking to each other groups of people yeah. on both sides which will That's in really the long run hopefully help dispel that misconception that it's the same yeah. thing it's it's really and they're all hard. great and i love them good no. that's what you want awesome. though i mean it is it is difficult because i almost I almost want to say that, like, being in the military council, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's easier to find people who are, like, can make themselves good at it. Because it's easier to be in there and kind of get to grips with it and learn slowly um, and fail a little bit because you don't really, you have much more of a safety net than the battlefield stuff. And I don't know what it's like for you guys because, I mean, the nations are very different and the the sizes of the nations, I think, probably plays a really big role. Unfortunately for us, there isn't... There are are definitely people in there and there are some amazing people that stepped up last summit, which was incredible. Um, But for a nation the size that it is, we don't have, like, that big crop of super keen people training up we have people who kind of were forced into doing it a little bit a few seasons ago when there was a bit of a a drop in people interested and then there's people that are very very green and you don't want to put very very green people in there all the time because you fail and that looks bad you know it's tough but then also you don't Mm. just want to give it to the same old people every time too it's kind of i mean it's difficult it's a challenge that's part of the game it, there shouldn't be i think an easy answer to any of these things otherwise we've kind of fixed the empire and we could just tick it off and all go home and be like <laughs> the cool, impossible task we've done it you know <laughs> well done us guess we've yep. finished empire congratulations <laughs> matt p shows up with the badge for me, <laughs> <laughs> for me oh uh, um for me since becoming a general and getting involved in the game i've um this is not to say that other people don't do it but i've really 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 made the effort um to like be loud and open and to discuss anything with anyone who comes my way um to just really make myself available to chat with people because my my experience of getting into uh, military command slash military council was that actually I wanted to be involved with it from very, very early on in my game. Um, I started mm-hmm. playing in about 2017. Um, but I was sort of told at the time, like, oh, military council is full. Oh, there's nothing to... Uh, and I won't, I won't go into, like, who said that or why they said that to me. Yeah. I don't think they remember saying that to me. I don't think they meant to put me off. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of like, 
oh never mind and i just went and found some other game and was a little bit sad about it um yeah. sort of pouted about it for a couple of years <laughs> and then and came then back and was when, like, oh, here i am well yeah after after the longest dark i think i came back and was just like keep me out if you dare um yeah. <laughs> fair enough and came yeah, back yeah. and um was uh yeah just knocked really really hard on the door like let me in um, so yeah. I think I'm I'm really really conscious of not wanting anyone else ever to get that impression that there is some sort of like slot limit for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I I would love to have just like a group of like ten to twenty freeborn all ready to be generals. That'd be great. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. I swear. I've spoken to other people. In the... Yeah. No, I was just gonna say half of being general feels like you're just trying to find new people to eventually be general yeah. but we have um yeah we've um it's literally just like anyone even sniffs at the military game now and i'm like come to military council come to military council come to, come to, come to, come to. it is Here's the best job. way to like see it <laughs> like they just right look at me a little bit too long yeah <laughs> you sniff them out it is it's the best way to see it in action yeah. the best way to like get to know the people, which is honestly one of the best ways to get into it. Because once you get to know the people, mm. there's not a single person that I've met in that tent that isn't like, oh my gosh, you want to know, you want to know how it works. Oh, I, I want nothing more than to explain to you how it works. That's, that's, that's half of why we're here. It's so passionate about it. It yeah. like Senate in a way it is one of those you have to be really passionate about to do yeah. because it's, it's a big time sink. Like you essentially pay to sit in meetings for a long time, you know? If you don't do yeah, battlefield, yep. which some generals don't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I... Um, so... so... Yeah, sorry, Captain. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Go for it. I think we've got a bit of a lag for you, Izzy. Yeah. Just talk over us. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I was going to say, so, like, yeah, our, our adjutants help, like, they all came in in various different ways. Like, when I... Uh, when I was my general, so I was hunting for an adjutant um, and I was just like really loud about it at all the freeborn, like, I need an adjutant, I need an adjutant, this is what this is what you'll do, this is what I need, blah, 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 blah. Um, and eventually acquired one. And then when when the sort of Velasca Aracelis um, uh, musical chairs happened, um, they were both then sort of, you know, looking for adjutants. We had like a lot of gaps going on. Um, so again, I was just like really loud about it on both in the field, but also a little bit on social media. Just like, if you want to get involved in the game, come speak to us. We are the people. I can't talk any more about it, except in, in character, yeah. but please come. And then um, it, it was just like, um, we were looking for people to be involved in military command. Um, so for example, one person came up after we have this um, meeting, much like most other nations at the start of an event. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. And I was like, I'm interested in uh, battle command. And I was like, great, here are some options for you to get involved at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they became a runner for that battle so they could see the whole of the battle. Um, mm. Did amazingly, got a battlefield commendation for it. They were fantastic. Um, and then they just uh, awesome. kept coming to military council afterwards. And we were. Just, I was just, at one point, I just turned around to them and be like, do you want to be an adjective? and not just sit in the chair behind us and watch yeah it's just like 
yeah it's it's just kind of like anytime anyone even shows any interest just like you're mine now yes (laughs) and when people you see them like go oh oh i like this that is just the greatest Mm -hmm. joy because i felt so much of that when i first discovered it i was like oh oh this this is good this is this is where i want to be spending my time everyone's going like don't worry, Matt, you don't have to spend... Well, don't worry, Larkin, it was all I see, of course. Don't worry, Larkin, you don't have to spend all of your time in the tent. Like, you can do it your way. You don't have to, like, learn all the mechanics or anything. And I was kind of sitting back going, but I actually really want to. Like, that sounds fun yeah. to me. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's not the part that I need, like, any reassurance about. That sounds mm. great. And it is. And it's really nice when you see that one person like you invite maybe three or four people in to come and sit in and then maybe Mm. two of them show up and then maybe one of them is there for any amount of meetings and goes off and does other things and then that one person who like sticks around or doesn't even stick around but just just stays or keeps coming back and you're like and keeps asking questions and is there at the meetings and just quietly in the background it's just such a, I think it's an amazing feeling. Like, I've absolutely loved seeing people do that. It's probably why I'm in education and teaching now as well. <laughs> it uh, does track, it's on brand. But, I mean, in terms of adjutants for, for Navarre, it's been, it's been dry. It ran dry, it yeah. really did. And now, mm. even as of E2, there was like a little gaggle sitting behind the benches listening having quiet talks learning people who can go off and and that starts to create a good little community and a team and then no one person feels like oh i've got to do all the boring admin work and get into it like that or i mean also saying this adjutant isn't the only way into being a general it was barely an adjutant that wasn't really my route in but it is certainly a good way of at least seeing what it's all about to decide if this is even something that you want to try. I yeah. recommend it. Yeah, some some mm. people are like career some people are like career adjutants. Some people do that the whole time. Um and some people have generalship thrust upon them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some people hear about new armies being built. Um yeah. other people <laughs> Get hold of armies, uh, whilst while previous generals hear of other new armies being built. Um, shiny, shiny, burning, burning falcons ones, perhaps. Oh, that was a funny season. That was such a that funny good. season. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought I had it hard coming in to fill the shoes of Rail. <laughs> but no, <laughs> in the season after. <laughs> While Aris has this was kind of hanging out, like, yeah, just watching. I was like, oh, I guess I'm head general now. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much power. Yeah, it's been a fun time. And the personalities are great. Like, I mean, why did did you want to do military council? Like, you said you wanted to do it from the beginning, but at the beginning, why did you want to do it? Oh, because I wanted to be in Battlefield Command. So you just wanted to like be a cool leadership person. Yeah, yeah no, genuinely, I just I just wanted to get involved in battlefield leadership, and I thought that I had to be part of that um, the military council in order to do it. Um, and then you like, oh, and then accidentally, are... yeah, accidentally stumbled into the army game. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and was like, I like this. I'll stick around. <laughs> 
What about you, Maddie? How did you get into it? Me? Jeez. I... Uh, entirely by accident. I think I've probably, at this point, because I love talking about me, uh, have spoken about <laughs> it at great length on, on, on many ways. But as a sort of recap, there was quite a big opportunity right before The Longest of Dark. Um within Navarre to do which required a significant amount of military unit wrangling and I remember seeing or rather not seeing it was like two nights before the event and I'd flown into London I stay at my friend's house and I was kind of you know watching the Facebook and this is to say not everything is organized on Facebook in fact 90% of things are not and should not be that's that's a good thing but I had also noticed that there was no conversation about like there will be this meeting in Thorns Council, whatever. This was also back in 20, whatever it was. Was it 2020 when we went into, was that E4, 2020? Yeah, that was longest dark was 2020, was out. Oh, okay, so 2019 E4 would have been the last one. Yeah. Oh gosh, so that feels so long ago. Yeah. But then, yeah, so no one was really like, and when I got to the event, no one was saying, hey, I'm like running in charge of it or whatever and we have i think it's probably quite similar to your kohan is it that we have the thorns who have their own sort of scale of organization and do a lot of the skirmishing and things like that and i was sort of expecting them to hear something about that but there was no one who was in charge so i went you know what i'm gonna do something crazy and i'm gonna just print out like a bunch of little bits of paper and that I can then maybe use if someone needs help organizing things. God knows why I was like, yeah, you know what I want to do with my weekend? Yeah. I want to organize things. But apparently that's where I was at, at the time. Anyway, did it, smashed it. I was in and out of military council because of working with the armies, which I, I get at that point, I didn't realize how integrated like the military council, like army game was with all the military unit stuff. I hadn't really figured out like how it worked at all had very little context other than hey that's cool but it happens over there um and then i yeah we smashed it and then we had to wait well we believed we smashed it didn't know because of course the winds of war didn't come out for two years (laughs) year and a half (laughs) so that was fun (laughs) waiting to hear about that but as things were going on this third army was being built The, the new navari third army was being built I guess, you know, I was just one of those keen beans that, you know, Brenos and Clay and the others looked at and were like, okay, you're doing lots of military stuff. Are you running? We want to run. We want loads of people to run. And there was also the fact that I think as uh, a young female, um, not just female presenting, but obviously film presenting is kind of the important part here. Uh, is there were a lot of people who were in the game in Navarre at that time at both the senator and a general level. Uh, in fact, every single one of the senators and generals at that point was a male in their, like, 30s. Yeah. So they were all, but, and I love all of them to pieces, wonderful people, genuinely. But And, and I respect them a lot because their focus was not just, okay, let's, we want to get more female presenting or non-male presenting people into the game. But they were like, cool, you're really good at this. And it would be really nice for that to happen. So we really want you to run, whether you get it or not, you know, but we would love to support and encourage you to go forwards. And it would be really nice to see that kind of 
diversity represented as well, especially for such a large nation. Um, so people were talking to me about it a lot. And I was a keen bean, and that's always nice to see. And I was quite new to the game, and they're all very long-term players. Um, it's people like Rizart, Dave, who's a great friend of mine, Clay, Chris, also a great friend of mine, Fran Osborne, yeah. also a great friend of mine. You know, all those people were like, hey, cool, new person, interested. Also, doesn't look like us. Double bonus, yeah. you know? <laughs> so there was a lot of encouragement. I don't think I necessarily would even have thought about it without them all talking about it. And then I was like, nah, I don't want to spend my whole weekend in meetings. That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> Came back. And E1, straight after the longest arc, I had some really good conversations, IC and OC, with people about what the game really would entail. Not like, this is how you play the game, but what it would involve if I said yes, like what I was actually getting myself into from an OC perspective. I was like, on the download, what am I actually agreeing to if I do get this? <laughs> Just so I have some kind of heads up, which was a really valuable conversation to have with all those people. And it kind of snowballed from there. I was kind of like, okay, yeah. No, that does sound really cool. Spent one season as an adjutant and I went, that is the role-playing table I want to sit at. It is interesting. Everyone is so immersed because it's not... that No one's like... I mean, people are playing characters, but it doesn't feel like the role-playing in the sense of the ball-gowning and, like, drama yeah. of role-playing in some ways. It's not um, farcical. It's not over-exaggerated, it's not pantomime which most of the field isn't either, but it had a feeling yeah. of like, this is, I'm stepping into a real thing. We as people are here to do this thing. And you're so in your character in that moment that you don't even think about it. I was like, that's what I want. So then I was like, yeah. Damn it, I'm going to have to run for this. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> and that's it. The rest is history, really. Wow. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> um, so when it comes to choosing the battles, I mean, how do you, how is the decision made? Is it like weightings or st strength skills or whatever people can bring to the field? I mean, how's that? Oh, um, all of those things, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, fight. Uh, so you know, the, the two main enemies to fight at the moment are the Jotun and the Druge, and Fighting, fighting the pair of them are two very different battles. Um, so when when we think of both the enemy or what we're trying to achieve in that battle, you think very hard about. Well, one, can we achieve it? Yeah. Um, so rely on specific objectives that might need a specific ritual yeah. or a specific thing done, and we might physically not be able to do that ritual, which kind of immediately takes that option off the table yeah. um and then I, I would say just by virtue of the mechanics of the thing force waiting sometimes do take a priority mm. um just because we do mathematically have to hit that specific divide um yeah. for us to be allowed to take that combination of nations onto the field but um that doesn't mean that that limits us over much. I mean, we all remember the iconic Seven Nation Army recently, um, which is just an example of us looking at the force way. Um, I think I think it was um, Natalia who presented that plan. Um, I may have misattributed me. that one. Was it, was yeah. it you? 
Rob. It was me and Amelia. Oh, yeah. my bad. Was it was Ellie. that corner of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> it was general, and I was sat with Tilly doing the numbers. Like, hey, we could actually, we could actually do that. Like, we it was, it was a long meeting. That <laughs> just, yeah, it was a moment of all of us kind of looking around, going, "We're actually voting for this." I guess, mm. yes, because it was, it was, um, and that that's a, I think a, a prime one that's a good example of using nations specific qualities to influence mm. a force split because we were it was Jotun on the Saturday and it meant that it was literally just Wintermark, the marches and the Navarre. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was three big blocks um thumping the Jotun. Mm-hmm. And then on the the Druze battle in Zenith on the Sunday which was a much bittier battle with a lot more moving parts. You had a lot more moving parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't uh, easy. I it wasn't say. easy. No. <laughs> For us, it was. It was. It was really interesting being in the three nation army. It was like, oh, mm. okay, interesting and fun and different and kind of exciting. And yeah, it wasn't the most complex of battles, mm. which yeah. did help. Um, and I know there were there were other there's always other factors at play. That's how these decisions get made. Um, also, it should be clarified: you the generals vote on which opportunity to take before deciding which yeah. nations go. Like those are two separate votes. So you do first go okay. through the opportunities for Saturday, go through the opportunities for Sunday, talk them out, and then you vote on each one. So then we go okay. So now we know on Saturday we've got this, and on Sunday we've got that. But even yeah. before that, the Merc banners have to swear to the nations. Um, oh, yeah. I know this has come up recently because my IC group have taken a Merc banner and they sort of did it with the role-playing idea that they would then use it to swear um, to whichever nation was going on a battle that they wanted, not really realizing mechanically that they had to swear mm. before they knew which battle they were going on. Yeah. Um, so, But that's you know that's one of those things that you have to learn. So, yeah, yeah, because the yeah. mechanically the mercs swearing loyalty to a particular nation um, yeah. it changes the force weightings. Yes, um, which influences our maths, so they have to do that. Very yeah, soon. I think our merc banner doubled the imperial orcs at E two. You may well have. <laughs> yeah, I think we yep. had. We had <laughs> very likely as many in the merc banner as there were imperial orcs. <laughs> So, so that makes a big difference because then people start presenting the quick maths, which is, I think, it, it gets given to you on a sheet. These are the current force weightings. These are the updated ones with the Merc banners. Um, and they're all indicative. So they're never precise. They're never exact. Yeah. Um, they could, they're, they're based on numbers as best as PD can produce them. But there's no guarantee that you know, different nations have different makeups of non-coms yeah. and coms, and that's not counted within that. Um, oh, well, no, which... oh, 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 no, I have, I have feedback on, I have, um, I have insight Ooh, okay. on this. Because this was it's... something I think came up last time, so what happened? Oh, no, I mean, um, so it's, it's, this is, I've been refing the last couple of events, um, and I believe that what also influences it is how many of each nation went through the Sentinel Gate last time. 
Oh, that's cool. Okay. Because uh, yeah. they have they have people with clickers on the gate at the beginning of every battle. That's it's one of the reasons each nation goes through oh. separately. And um, people who hold military positions in the game are not allowed to be the refs at the gate holding the clickers. Mm. Just just in case one of us has nefarious doing so. Because it does influence the force weightings for the next event. Okay, that yeah. actually, that's really good to know, and that definitely helps. Yeah, yeah, I can see why they count it now. But either way, then, then yeah, people, like, someone might say, okay, here's my idea. These ones on this day, these ones on this day, and for both mechanics or uh, icy reasons of wanting to go on a particular battle or what you can achieve, or maybe you mm. say, right, this option actually only has these sort of chunkier nations on one side and lots of bitter nations on that side, but they need a big nation that can hold a big area. It That's when those discussions quickly happen and eventually yeah. we vote on which one to do. And then Ooh. people go running around and PD go and post things up in the toilets to let everyone know what's going on. And then <laughs> sort of the battlefield command section takes over from then, really. Yeah, there's a captain's meeting at, I think it's usually 11 o'clock the night before the battle, so that's Friday and Saturday. Ah, Saturday, Saturday's yeah. one is earlier in the afternoon, it's like 6 or something, uh, at, a, at a more, a more civilised hour. <laughs> I yeah. want to say so that... the it, drinking in after. Yeah, exactly. I want to say that I think it changes every event, it probably doesn't, and I just always forget what time it's at. I but mean, I, I think, was it... Um, it was E4 when we'd had the Seven Nation Army. Um, the the Freeborn Emu commander was just out of COVID, um, and I ended up taking over the Emu at the last minute because he was like, "Oh, the meeting's at midnight, and I've got to go to that, and I can't go." And I was like, "I'll go to the <laughs> meeting." So yeah, eleven eleven p.m. You have the the, the in character strategy meeting which obviously you should not attend if you are going to be monstering yeah and then at 12 midnight you have the monster tent meeting for the emus the emu leaders emu is is elite elite military elite unit military thank unit. you yeah, just, yeah. just in case anyone's listening who doesn't know um and it's just a specific yeah. unit formed within a nation no, um, I think it's elite and monster unit, isn't it? Elite monster unit. Monster there you unit. go. Yeah. That's one. Thank monstering, you. Yeah, but you can, as players, like email in to request to set up your own EMU. Like there are yeah. nation-specific ones, but um, a friend of mine has recently emailed in. At the time, it was Andy Connell who was running it. There is a new person running the EMU Facebook page and the EMU stuff in general. Um, who I wish great luck to. It sounds like a really hard job, but I hope they do fantastically. I'm sure they will. Um, but you can email in and say we're really interested in setting up our own EMU, essentially, and then they can talk you through what briefs to do and stuff. Yeah, I don't think they'd be too happy with our Grendel plan one. What's our Grendel plan? Many, many moons ago. (laughs) Oh, it was many moons ago on the battlefield when we were playing Grendel, and uh, yeah, we became a unit known as the Lickers. Oh, you're full of the Lickers. Of course you are. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do it. yeah. yeah, I've heard of much of the liquors from many of the Black Skull lot who were also involved <laughs> in some way. But, but yeah, I think um, I think the the EMU meeting on Saturday might also be at twelve p.m. But I'm not. Don't quote me on that one. That's so I think that, that sounds great. 
I think 12pm is when it is, yeah, midnight. I think that meeting is at the same time throughout the event. Mm. That would be good. I always remember the captain's one being quite late, so it's later on. Whether it's... I I think it happened... Oh, no, I'm, I'm getting confused between the two different ones now. See, one event. One event's all it takes yeah. before you just don't know all the stuff anymore. Uh, definitely get new characters and agent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to get people sort of commenting on this video going like, oh, Izzy is all wrong about the times. And I just want to say, I did say at the beginning of the video, I never remember what time yep. any meeting is. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, as, as a proxy, I know my job is to remember what time stuff is and what the time is currently. So <laughs> I'm guessing it's the same for agents for generals, where they're the ones who keep time and Certainly tell you where to go. Yeah, that, that is the theory. Um, normally it's just me and Joaquim looking at each other going, military council sometime today yeah should we yeah. swing by the tent just in case <laughs> let's just walk the there now <laughs> see yeah no it's good it's, it's such a fun game it really really is a fun game i mean it's so rewarding it's so interesting it's so dynamic i can't say enough good things about it but you were talking about career adjutants earlier and actually i think right now coming off the back of quite a swift rise into stuff and quite a recognizable character that's quite you know it's difficult to not visibly mm. be the same person it's difficult not to want to play the same person so but actually that idea of the career adjutant thing based on how navarre is right now i think would be really satisfying so i might try and do something more like that but yeah see what happens hang around yeah i, I believe um of conversations with different people in um in military game and out of it um who so i was really wavering between you know this is this is the area of the game that i love i love it to pieces and mm. do i step away from that like there have been a few long-term generals and players who have their characters have died recently um there's about like garavane and atomothy uh, in particular who've both notably stepped away from the game since death um mm. But, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, that sort of feels like I should do the same thing. But in these conversations I've had, it's been pointed out that, you know, longer term players, you know, you might feel like you're done or you've you've done quite a lot of it and you want to step away and try something else. But also that doesn't really matter because it's your game and you should do what you enjoy. And yeah. the only thing that matters is you have to trust that other people are not going to go, oh, you're gaming the system by coming back in because you know all I see and be like, well... It's my game too, you know. I still pay to be there, yeah. and if that's what I, you know, I hope the people that I would play with, if, I would trust. They would trust me to come back in as a new character and not just lark in two point oh, basically. Oh yeah, but then if that's the game you enjoy, that's the game you're going to always want to tr chase. So yeah. it doesn't make sense to go. Well, I really want to do this game, but because other people think otherwise, I'm going to go do the synod game. Yeah, which yeah. Is another whole kettle of fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's interesting. I think um. I think some of those players have found ways of sort of at least remaining on the periphery of it a little bit if they want to. Mm -hmm. So obviously, um, Tomothy's player is now, there's a lot of, I think he does sort of Battlefield Varushkin stuff or is at least working on getting involved in that. Yeah. Um, is Garavane's player um, a, a magic-y person now? I'm not sure. I haven't is actually that... really spotted him around that much. I don't I've, I've really spotted them in the ten. Once or twice. It could be then in that case. I think yeah. so. Um, um, yeah. Really long-term, amazing players. Lots of knowledge. 
I mean, there, there's yeah. even people that have not died and, and left, like, you know, Claire Navarre, who, who ended up not getting his seat back and has ended up moving on to other things. And... I mean, yeah, and um, Gabriel, who was the leaguish general, uh, I believe stepped down for childcare reasons, specifically, OC. Yeah, I, think um, I heard similar, yeah. Has, is now, well, was always, I think, involved in the Battlefield Command for League, but has much more sort of gotten stepped up into that role and is focusing game on that i think yeah don't let me speak for anyone um where did bredos go by the way after he died <laughs> oh he um so far be it for me to talk for Owen, but um he has hopped the fence over the hedge to be a full-time battlefield ref oh nice um it was uh, interesting when you said earlier it's a bit like being a full-time npc in in the military council tent i have genuinely recently been thinking about when it's time for Dolora to move on or she has forcibly moved on um yeah. that my next character I will do some kind of crewing with um, oh would you think you'd go NPC I, I think I would I think I'd want to do something more organizational just for a bit to get my head in the game of being on that side of the fence but mm -hmm. um I think long term I'd like to yeah no NPCing would be great I have a couple of friends who NPC and they have so much fun doing yeah. it um, so it'd be yeah. great fun to just walk walk onto the field every now and then, disperse plot and disappear. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think there once you, it is it is like Senate, High Synod, any kind of military like or not military, any kind of imperial title does lend itself to a certain amount of feeling like you are kind of an NPC. It would almost yeah. be an NPC role in a lot of other systems that are maybe a bit smaller. You know, that kind yeah. of thing, leadership and all that. Um, and it's awesome, I think, that players get to hit that level where they are really so building on the stuff that PG's given them and trusted with it to yeah. this. They essentially are in charge of large amounts of it to, one, I, you know, to some extent. I don't think it's ever necessarily like explicitly stated on the wiki, but I think we are all aware in the tent that we have a similar responsibility to an NPC-like role yeah. to share the plot around, to get people involved. Um, well, you are a figurehead, regardless hmm. of whether that's a PC or an NPC thing, you are a visible named figurehead where things will come to, where people can go to. Uh, usually, not always, and there's no requirement to be, but usually with a lot of knowledge or experience, um, certainly someone who can network and, and, and honestly, networking, biggest OP, like OC skill for all of the Imperial titles, point blank. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does become like that. And I think that's really, I think that's really nice. That's really interesting. I know that there are some people that probably don't enjoy that and therefore sort of stay away from that and you, they can do that. It might cause some pressure or resentment which i part of that i think is just the conflict of the game if you're a title holder who doesn't want to interact with people i think that should be a conflict that comes with that like rp choice yeah. mm. um, there is also a level of pressure that's really does come from oc stuff that could maybe chill out just a little bit but <laughs> it does then mean that i think that a lot of people I, even i you know when when i died and i saw owen going back behind there i was like oh you know, I really like doing battlefield refing. Like when we do the volunteer refing, it's so much fun, and we spend a lot of time. You meet other people like that. You see a little bit behind the curtains. So there is that kind of like, oh, okay, I feel like a little bit closer to that side of the fence than maybe a lot of other players on the field would. You see yeah. a little bit of that. So yeah, I can totally see the uh, 
the inclination to go there from being a general. I think people who have historically been in titles in general for a long time, there's probably data out there that quite a few of them have almost certainly ended up in crew after retiring character or dying after that point. It's probably the true one true way of guaranteeing a complete change of uh, pace, really, for what you have been doing yeah. for the past X years. Yeah, and that people aren't going to just keep coming up to you and asking you questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends what type of crew, though, I suppose. I heard quite a few of them end up as Edgar Gores, so <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Even more questions. Than... I, would, I think I'd need like, a lot of prep for it. <laughs> oh, I could, I could imagine you as an Edgar Gore, though. That would be great. Can you come back as an egregore? I'll come into the brass coast if you come back as an egregore. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the deal we'll make. <laughs> you can't leave us yet, Maddie. <laughs> Not yet, no, but Laura's got a few years left in them, for sure. Uh, as long as, as long as, well, I don't know. Every every time I say something, I'm like, but if I say that, I'll jinx it. <laughs> That's what happened to yeah. me, okay? I can't talk too much. It and live with it, or rather don't live with it, but, you know, yeah. same difference. I would say something, but again, there's too much live game around it at the moment. So much, oh, I know. <laughs> it's kind of fun being dead, dead, but having been briefly important. Like so many like cool people that I really respect are like, oh, we miss you. And I'm like, as a player, they're like, oh, you know, you're really missed. I'm like, on an OC note, now I feel fantastic. Like, we're yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so validated. I, I, uh, I can't believe you said that it was intimidating meeting Delora. Oh god, you was. I was like, how do I introduce myself to like? I was like, I know that's Izzy. I know, and I know that's Delora. But I saw my new character doesn't know that's Delora. I just know that there's a freeborn standing there, and they look really like kind of focused on something. But I just need to find out where this newspaper is. So I was like, hello, and just kind of looked at me like. Can I help you? <laughs> no. Um, people like that. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was just because it's such. A, it was such a contrast of like, you know, when you know someone and and you say hey and they're like hey and it's very warm and welcoming. Yeah. And then you walk up to someone when they don't know you and they're like hi and it's not like abrupt but it's just not warm and fuzzy you know. So I was yeah. like yeah. But it was good. It, I, I've said this to you before as well. It was good. That's I know, no, it's not, it's, I just find it really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Don't forget, I mean, all of the generals and, and title people do come with a rep now. You yeah. are a rep because you're, you're an institution, you're a face. You're I just think girl. of yeah. Laura as like an ubu squishy bean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote that. Laura <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as an ubu squishy bean. <laughs> I think that'd be the tagline on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an ooh squishy bean guys <laughs> oh, oh, that would be yeah it's a good time it's a good time what a good game and what good people awesome. honestly it's all about the people yeah no i mean um we we talk so i think we've spent a lot of time like talking about um the mechanics and what our role is and mm-hmm. our responsibilities um and like the the facts about what specifically what we do but i mean uh, a huge draw of the game is the interpersonal interactions that we have in the tent all of the individual motivations that are not necessarily clashing but sort of butting against each other or working with each other or you know sudden uh 
general didn't mention this earlier ah oh, surprise um and yeah. all the, the other people that we get to interact with outside of the tent through the things that are brought mm. to us um you know at the end of the day it's it's role playing uh and so yeah. the kind of role play that we get to do with each other um it's <clears throat> i guess uh, i've i've not had the, the joy of synod or national assemblies etc I imagine they have kind of the similar thing in that you you get all these different briefs, all these different people from these different cultures, and you get them all in one tent, all trying to solve one particular problem together, and you get mm. to role play all of that. It's it's yeah. so good, yeah. The trust level I think is really high between people in the military council in particular. And also the under like I don't know, but I mean, the National Assemblies, for example, are national assemblies. They're not international yeah. assemblies. So Military Council, certainly for me, has been the place where I've seen the most, like, really well-communicated understanding of different people's briefs in a way that feels like a real world of like, yeah. oh, yeah, we don't want to do that, but we know and we understand and it's frustrating, but we understand that this is your hearth magic and so you can't do anything else. Like, that's going to be your decision. Yeah. And that's awesome. It's so cool. Like, I remember going to meet, like, the, the warcaster, Aulus, who's from Irizan, and the first thing I did was stick out my hand for him to, to shake it, and he went, mm. I was like, <laughs> what? And just got that reminder of, like, oh, yeah. Of course. And, yeah. you know, people talk about virtue and the, the high guard generals and, you know, all of these kind of little understandings of like, yeah, okay, the rest of the field might be kind of aggy with each other on like, this thing happened, that thing happened, Navar stop executing people, blah, blah, blah. But at least in well, the, the general's term, yeah, you know, <laughs> there was a vote on that at one point. But anyway, regardless, <laughs> I remember that vote being very funny. Um, it's It's that that understanding that like okay the rest of the field can get annoyed with each other and have fights and whatnot and sometimes the generals will even join in with that but for the most part we it's not that we're above it but there is that level of like but we need to get on with it because our job is different yeah there's more there important is, stuff to yeah. worry about than the small yeah that's it it's yeah. like we've got different priorities and they are bigger yeah. than just the intercultural stuff which is amazing game but that that level of conflict of it's bigger than that but it's still playing into that is yeah where i find a lot of fun certainly awesome like with the march stuff last time that was great fun <laughs> we, we all know that <laughs> yep i was in the marches <laughs> and that all went we down kept, that was quite fun <laughs> we kept having these like illicit meetings between the march generals and the free born generals just like <laughs> we love you all yeah, it's a thing. It's, it's such really funny. I imagine it's probably quite similar to like how I don't. I'm, I'm completely imagining here. I'm probably talking right out of my ass, but like how people in the UN must feel. Like you all are part, and you're still representatives of your thing, but you are all working together to achieve something in a way that yeah. kind of sometimes mean you have to look at your own like strict stances and go okay, where can we bend? Like, what do we have yeah. to... We have to understand that what the goal, goal is is so much more important that no, not everyone's going to be happy, but we all agree that not everyone's going to be happy. And every now and then someone yeah. will 
put their foot down and say, it doesn't matter what you say, I'm not brudging. And that's, you know, that's a good game. That's just the game. But it's awesome. It's cool. Groovy. Mm. Yeah, groovy's the word for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm very much stuck in the past with my, uh, my lingo. <laughs> it's all right. We'll forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably tell by the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> For context, it is a great Hawaiian shirt, listeners. It's Thank you. <laughs> Pineapples on it. Yeah. Uh, right. Have we? Is there anything else um, that we may have missed? I, I mean, you've, you've, I mean, obviously, I would have asked, "How would you advise people to go into it?" But like, I think throughout you've both said, it's like just, just come up and talk. Yeah. It's... Yeah, and I mean, if you, you can. You can take your own time to do it. So I have uh, mm. someone I talk to who is extremely shy, um, but sort mm. of, you know, once or twice in in an event will come up to me and she'll be like, hey, can I ask you a question? And I will, you know, stand there for five, ten minutes with them and just explain a particular part of the that they've got a question about. And that's fine. That's been going on for like a year roughly now. And they are taking their own time to get into mm. this game with their specific needs and their specific talents or limitations. And that's completely fine. If that's you, that's 100% valid. That's 100% absolutely correct. Come and do that. Come and just ask us little questions here and there. And if you want to take your time to get into it, if you want to really just feel it out, absolutely do that. Some of us rock up to the tent as an adjutant within, you know, 10 minutes of having asked about going into the tent. And our generals within seasons. <laughs> That's not the only valid way to do it by any means, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, yeah, you know, the game is going to go on for a long time, and you can afford to take that time if you want to. Mm -hmm. And if you are someone who's super, super keen and not shy at all, um, and you're happy to come up, I I'd say the people that get the most out of it are the people that like put themselves forwards um you've got the people that need to take time come and talk mm. we may be busy i keep saying we i'm gonna for the purposes of this conversation yeah <laughs> journals may be busy uh, this is true of all titles but they will be interested in in hearing from you and, and maybe they get busy because we're also people that forget things yeah. uh, <laughs> that is still a thing that happens but if you demonstrate oh, I'm willing to do this or take initiative or I come and seek you out. Like, even if you're not going to come and run around, especially if you're someone who's maybe interested in doing it from a, a non-com perspective, I would love to hear more from non-com people who were interested yeah. in kind of taking up the slack and being able to sit somewhere for a while and talk to people about things. That's really valuable. Like, that's yeah. very valuable. If, you, if you're more interested in doing that, that's something that can be made use of. Um, and can be very productive as well. I was non-com for one event, and man, it was the most interesting Saturday morning I've had. I had so many interesting conversations with other generals and other people. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> persevere, initiative, enthusiasm, a bit of patience, because we're humans too. We aren't actually NPCs. Yeah. Um, no. Despite <laughs> everything that's been said, we aren't actually NPCs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I um, I I bring up the sort of like uh, the shyness and taking your time to get into the game because although I kind of ended up accidentally rocketing into it, 
Um, I, I struggle with a lot of those things myself. I'm very open about it online. I talk about sort of mm. the anxieties that I feel about being in the tent. I talk about how that it interacts with LARP. Sometimes that means that weirdly in LARP, I go into the sort of Zen mode. It doesn't really matter. It's not me. And sometimes in LARP, yeah. it really freaks me out. I'm almost nonverbal. Like I get really tense, but it's fine. We make it work. Um, so I'm, I try to be very understanding of people who feel similarly to that way and might need a little extra help, a little extra time, just figure out how they want to get into the game or how the game might suit them. Yeah, and there's no obligation. Like, career adjutant is a thing. You don't have to be like, I'm interested in the military game, therefore my end goal is to become a general. Yeah, there's there's lots of... Um, I mean, you, you mentioned the Warcaster earlier. We've got the Warcast, we've got the War Mage. Um <clears throat> I think that the Herald has a proxy now, which is quite exciting. Um, yeah, that is a crew role, though, I think. Oh, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, there are lots of things. There's lots of peripheral roles. You can just be in the tent and help out sometimes. You can just listen. There are rules around just listening, but you can generally just listen if you want to go. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a great place to sit when it's really, really, really hot. As long as yeah. you're quiet, yeah. you can just lie <laughs> on the grass at the back. And if you yeah. if you look on the the wiki, there's like a fair few like unofficial positions as well. I'm trying to think of the name of the particular one. Um, we had one for all. I need to encourage them to get back in the tent. Um, it, it's kind of like the the virtue advisor. Oh, the conscience. No, ah, I can't remember what the name is. But yeah, if you if you look on the wiki, you'll find a few things like that where you don't even necessarily have to be elected into a role, but you could decide that you want to advise the generals on this particular thing. Um, yeah. and just sort of inject yourself and come and talk to us. Yeah, and if you're in maybe a different imperial institution, you can come yeah. go between which would be very, very handy, and listen in. It's great. There's so much to do. It's a very big area of the game that doesn't just mean being a general, but damn, being a general is also really fun. Mm. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Well, thank you both very much um, for joining me with this. And, uh, well, I, and yeah, I've learned a lot. Um, hopefully everyone at home or in their cars, wherever they may be, will also learn a lot. Um, I know this is usually the point that Dave usually forgets to thank Patreon's uh, supporters, um, but I've done the, the rolling of the D11, as they've started doing recently. Uh, so thank you to Elise Q uh, for your patronage. Um, we're very, very, very grateful for those. Um, and again, thank you very much, Matty and Izzy. Um, it has been wonderful talking to you guys this evening on probably one of the hottest Friday evenings I've had in a long time to sit in an office without my fans on so my mic doesn't get blasted out yeah I've got it thanks again thank you so much uh, again for putting off my lack of organisational skills as well and finally getting this out so, again uh, thank you very much um, and yeah, yeah and hopefully if everyone enjoyed it perhaps I'll do more episodes who knows perhaps we'll have you guys back at some point as well <laughs> who knows we, yeah we, we hope we were helpful we hope we were informative um and we oh, yeah, i've definitely learned we attracted people to the game yes please i'm sure it will. like we do it's great it's wonderful um awesome. to us whenever or not me you can talk to izzy whenever <laughs> Yeah. No, okay, right. This is sure the back gate's been done. <laughs> you got <Yeah>. see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything yet. I'll be there. I'm yeah. I'm very purple. I'm quite easy to spot. 
It's the sunglasses. If you've ever seen oh, yeah. um, in general with the round, <laughs> amazing sunglasses, that is Delora of the Red Wing Corsairs. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'll be hunting you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>